Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Sometimes you wake up to good news. Ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden is expected to plead guilty in criminal tax case. We got him. Finally, we got him. Sort of. Uh, The reality is it's a sweetheart deal. He's going to avoid jail time and he's basically walking away from this. But of course, what the media will do once they go after Donald Trump with more and more charges, which they're already planning in Georgia, they'll say, see, but we went after Hunter Biden. There's no bias here. Hunter Biden had to plead guilty for his crimes, and they weren't that serious about Donald Trump. Oh, boy. You want to know what I absolutely love about this story? I'm over here at NBCNews.com reading the story about Hunter Biden expected to plead guilty. The president's son had agreed to a plea deal with U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who was appointed by President Donald Trump. Got to make sure we know that, right? Let me uh, scroll up for you. And my favorite thing, when you pull the story up, Breaking, Rudy Giuliani concedes he made false statements about Georgia election workers. Yeah, and I can't close it. I, I don't know what NBC News' format usually is, but most of the time when I'm on a, a website and a breaking news banner drops down, there's an X and you can close it. This one I can't. Maybe that's just how NBCNews.com operates, but I do find it quite humorous that when I pull up a story on Hunter Biden's criminal actions and that he's pleading guilty They give me a drop down bar about Rudy Giuliani doing something wrong. Absolutely amazing. Now, it's not just that he's pleading guilty. The story's actually really crazy. There are allegations that his legal team was engaged in some very serious malfeasance. Now, I'll I'll read through the uh, uh, him pleading guilty and all that. But I do want to read this tweet from Will Scharf, where he breaks down an allegation about uh, Hunter Biden's tax fraud case. And what appears to be some kind of, I don't know if you'd call it criminal fraud to try and manipulate the court system. Talking, he says, I'm a former federal prosecutor and I literally cannot believe what just happened in the Hunter Biden tax fraud case based on what has been made public. Here's the story. And uh, he basically says that an attorney associated with the Hunter Biden legal team contacted the court clerk's office, falsely claimed to be a a part of the uh, House Ways and Means legal team, asked the clerk to pull the adverse filing. All right. 
This is where things get really crazy. But my friends, I have something to announce. Before we read through all this, head over to castbrew.com. I normally don't do shout outs. Just have the link in the description below. But we got new blends. And of course, Sleepy Joe Decaf is now available at castbrew.com. This is our coffee company. We are sponsoring ourselves. You got Sleepy Joe Decaf. You got Unwoke Decaf. Ground and whole bean options. We have Stand Your Grounds, our first medium roast. And of course, our first flavored blend, Mr. Bocus Pumpkin Spice Experience. Uh, and I believe that comes with a picture of Mr. Bocus. He's our cat. Go to Casper.com if you want to support the work that we're doing here. Just wanted to let you guys know that uh, a bunch of these blends are available, including the decaf, because a lot of people were asking. But let's go back to the news and read this tweet. Will Sharp says the House Ways and Means Committee, led by Chairman Jason Smith, M.O., filed documents relating to their investigation of Hunter Biden's criminal enterprise with the court overseeing his tax fraud case in which he is scheduled to plead guilty in a sweetheart deal tomorrow. An attorney associated with Hunter Biden's legal team contacted the court clerk's office, falsely claimed to be part of the House Ways and uh, House Ways and Means legal team and asked the clerk to pull the adverse filing for technical reasons. The court figured out what happened and is now demanding answers from Hunter's team as to why they apparently lied to the court in what appears to be a desperate attempt to prevent evidence of his criminal enterprise from being put on the record in his tax fraud case. This is not irregular. This is insane. What else is new, ladies and gentlemen? Well, here's the news from NBC. He pleading guilty. Hunter Biden, the troubled Second son of the president is expected to plead guilty to two misdemeanor counts of failing to pay his taxes at the federal courthouse in Delaware on Wednesday morning. It is the first time the Justice Department, which falls under the executive branch, has brought charges against the child of a sitting president. Woo! Boy, things are getting spicy in this country. And everybody tells me that I'm crazy because I say things like civil war. You got to understand, and I always try to preface uh, civil war talk with this context, it may not look like what you what we traditionally think wars look like because technology and conflict has changed. Psychological operations and warfare may dominate. And what we may get is just more influence conflict where take a look at this. Donald Trump is being charged on novel interpretations of the law. For the first time, a former president is being criminally charged. At the same time, it's the first time that the son of a president is being charged. It's unprecedented times what we're seeing. Now, we had uh, we had Michael Malice and Roseanne Barr on Timcast IRL last night. I recommend you check it out. It was good fun. And Michael said he, he thinks his desired outcome would be, you know, Fetterman as president or Biden, very weak and ineffective corpse-like, and then a, an, an insurgent Republican Congress coming in and taking control. But, uh, you know, my response to that is the DOJ. Corpse-like unhinged Joe Biden or Fetterman will still have a weaponized DOJ running amok and doing whatever they want. And then you're going to have at the state level the same thing. However, I suppose the argument is if we get a, a corpse like Fetterman or Joe Biden president, it wouldn't be Fetterman, maybe Joe Biden. There may be a state level backlash, which ruptures a lot of the policies and plans and the agenda of the far left extremists and these Democrats. Let's read some more. After he arrives at the federal courthouse Wednesday morning, Biden is expected to follow the terms of the plea agreement he reached last month with U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who was appointed by President Donald Trump and allowed to remain by Joe Biden to oversee the case. Outlining the charges, Weiss's office said in a statement that Hunter Biden received taxable income in excess of $1.5 million annually in calendar years 2017 and 18. 
Despite owing in excess of $100,000 in federal income taxes each year, he did not pay the income tax due for either year. Okay. It's, it's, it's all nonsense. It's just, I'm sorry. If there is evidence that Hunter Biden intentionally hid his revenue or his income, I can understand a criminal action. But if they're literally just saying that he failed to pay taxes, so he's being criminally charged, I think that's BS. Typically what the IRS does if you don't pay taxes is they just let you know and then you pay your taxes because often people just make mistakes. If Hunter Biden made $1.5 million and he only owes 100000 that means that he did pay some taxes, just not enough. Look, man, I don't want to sit here and defend Hunter Biden because I think he was engaged in illicit dealings and influence peddling for which Joe Biden is implicated. But you see what's going on here. They're going after him for the lowest of the low garbage nonsense, making up some reason to try and appease people or make the claim they're fair and balanced. Now, I don't care if he didn't pay $100,000. To be fair, it does say in excess of 100000 which literally could be 500 Who knows? But come on. Hunter Biden failing to pay taxes and this, this gun charge, I'm just like, I guess what I'm more concerned about is malfeasance within government, that that Hunter Biden was texting people saying, my dad, my dad, 10% for the big guy, et cetera, et cetera, emerging in, in various messages. I want to know about the influence peddling and the exploitation of government for personal gain. But hey, I'll take what I can get. They say Biden is also facing a separate gun charge for illegally owning a Colt Cobra 38 special handgun. The DOJ, however, said he'd reached a pretrial agreement that most likely means under certain conditions, the case may be wiped from his record. Oh boy, here I go. Y'all making me defend Hunter Biden. He should not be charged uh, uh, for the, on the gun issue. Yeah, absolutely not. Second Amendment does not say the, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed unless, unless the person uh, was uh, taking illicit substances. To be fair, a lot of people have pushed back on my arguments about this, saying that through due process, your rights can be curtailed. And so certainly I understand that. But I believe that we have a slippery slope in this capacity and that if Hunter Biden was criminally charged for doing something wrong, then fine. Setting a time limit of your punishment is jail, probation, and you can't vote or own a gun for a certain amount of time. Sure. I don't like life sentences. And so there is an interesting debate over whether or not you can have your rights curtailed via due process in this capacity. It really just comes down to a moral line. I certainly agree with everybody that your rights can be curtailed depending on uh, crimes you've committed. But there's a moral line. You can be locked in a box. You can't speak. You can't vote. You can't do anything. You're literally locked in a box because you've committed crimes. We passed laws. We say you can't do it. Totally understand that. And for this reason, there are people who can no longer own firearms. My moral line is different. I had this conversation, I think it was with Alan West. And I was like, I think people got to prison, they should be able to own guns, like hands down. And he made the argument, no. Many people said, look, you were criminally charged, you went to court, they deemed you to have committed this crime. And they said, here's the punishment. And that includes a lifetime ban on owning a weapon. I just think that's excessive. That's it. You may disagree. And that's all it really is. We disagree. In this capacity, Hunter Biden uh, should be allowed to own a weapon. You should be allowed, in my opinion, to be a user of various substances and own a weapon, in my opinion. However, you should not be able to use those substances and the weapon at the same time. I look at it this way. You're allowed to drink. Okay. In many states, you're allowed to do mushrooms now. 
And uh, I'm totally fine with that. But you shouldn't be allowed to drive a car at the same time you're doing it. That I have no problem with. So if you own a firearm, you should not be allowed to brandish or wield or use that weapon while you are under the influence or intoxicated. That should be a very serious crime. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Just because Hunter Biden at the time had done drugs doesn't mean that he was wielding a weapon under the influence. Totally different circumstances. I'm not happy to defend someone like Hunter Biden, but it's about the principle of the matter. I am uh, very strongly for gun rights. Quote, I know Hunter believes it is important to take responsibility for these mistakes he made during a period of turmoil and addiction in his life. His lawyer, Christopher Clark, said last month he looks forward to continuing his recovery and moving forward. Guys, I think the Biden family engaged in corruption, yada, yada. I don't care for his drug use and things like that. We can talk about it. We can joke about it. But I want this man to recover. I want Hunter Biden to stop doing drugs. I want him to get his life in order. I want them to just, you know, clean up. I think the Bidens are a terrible family. I think they're corrupt. I think they're influence peddlers. And they're not even the best at it. The Clintons were way better. But my complaints and my concerns have nothing to do with Hunter Biden being a crackhead. Okay, or recovering crackhead, whatever you want to call it, except, of course, they found cocaine in the White House. And, you know, a reasonable person could conclude that our prime suspect would be someone like Hunter Biden, someone who could bypass standard levels of security. And they're not doing anything about it. I want Hunter Biden to not do drugs. I want him to be better. I want real accountability for influence peddling. We don't get it. I'll tell you what we do get and where we're currently at. From TimCast.com, Georgia prosecutors eyeing multiple charges against Trump associates, not just the former president. Oh, here we go. In Michigan, they're going to be criminally charging the Republican slate of electors for having signed documents in the event that a court case was litigated and they were determined to be the elected uh, appropriate electors. They signed the documents. Now they're being threatened uh, with felony charges. They're being charged. Yo, guys, you know, everybody for a long time, they were like, oh, no civil war, Tim, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. Call it whatever you want. When they begin criminally charging their political opponents, fine, call it a revolution. Law enforcement are walking up to elected officials for political reasons, and they are threatening them with the rest. Donald Trump's home was raided, the former president and the current frontrunner. They claimed that Donald Trump was trying to dig up dirt on Joe Biden by calling Ukraine. You know what? Fine. Believe that. Let's just operate under the assumption that's true. Joe Biden's DOJ has criminally indicted Donald Trump and several states led by Democrats are doing the same thing. Okay. So you're saying, I I love this. I love this. They're like, 
you know, Donald Trump did uh, a bad thing. And so he's got to be investigated and criminally charged. And I'm like, OK, well, Joe Biden did 10 times worse than that. Should should he be impeached? Oh, Kevin McCarthy. I love this. Matt Gates tweeted that McCarthy made a bunch of promises he's not keeping. How many of us could have seen that coming? The Republicans won't do anything. I like Matt Gates. I said it before. He's like my favorite member of Congress. And even now, seeing him call it Kevin McCarthy, I still think so. I think he does a great job. I think someone like Matt Gates would be a better speaker of the House. But here we are with an ineffective Kevin McCarthy sitting around, sitting on his hands saying, you know, I'm going to I'll send a strongly worded letter. Amazing. What did uh, what, what did Michael Malice say? He was dragging Rand Paul for sending another strongly worded letter about Dr. Fauci. Don't you love it? These people are, are, are evil. They're absolutely ripping this country to shreds and Republicans are going slow down there, Democrats. And that's what you can expect. And how do we deal with it? Well, Michael said yesterday he believes that a, a corpse like Biden presidency in 2024 would be good because it would lead an insurgency in Congress. And I said, but you're going to get a bunch of McCarthy establishment GOP guys who don't do anything. He said he wasn't convinced. Maybe you'll get a bunch of MAGA Republican types to win. You know, I don't know if I agree. I certainly understand what he's saying. And in the event that he's correct, uh, in the event this swing does happen, then I believe he is correct, but I just don't know if it will. So my preference is Donald Trump's revenge. My preference is, here's, here's my vision. I have a vision. It is 2024. Donald Trump is in jail. It's uh, November's coming around and he wins. Donald Trump wins the presidency despite being in jail for federal on, on the federal indictments. And then he instantly, as president, commutes his own sentence. Chaos erupts. They say, how is this possible? How could he commute his own sentence? He's the president. He was elected. Doesn't matter if he's convicted of a crime. The people want him to be president. And then he comes out and then he just is a bull in a china shop. I love it because uh, they have these memes. These uh, the DeSantis support have memes of Trump being like, I'm going to drain the swamp and then being like, but I couldn't fire Fauci. And it is a fair point to be made. Fauci was the swamp. He'd been in for decades, made more money than anybody else. And Trump couldn't fire him. He was like, well, you know, the left would have gotten so mad. I don't care if the left gets mad. But you know what? That's the point. Trump learned that lesson. He was trying to play ball and they mercilessly beat him anyway. Well, okay. I'm not saying there's a guarantee that Donald Trump gets elected and then actually starts firing people or anything like that. But I tell you this, the likelihood that Donald Trump fires people is higher than any other candidate. Except, well, I don't know, maybe Vivek Ramaswamy. I like Vivek. Honestly, I think of a vague presidency would be surgical and uh, uh, the precision would be excellent. I think if a vague won the presidency. Wow. Everything you wanted from Trump done with precision, everything you wanted from DeSantis done with precision. I believe Vivek has that in him. Smart, tactful, young, energetic, knowledgeable. He's 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 openly challenged the system and the status quo in ways that I'm surprised any candidate would actually entertain. He publicly said there should be a civics test if you want to vote. I'm like, wow. You know, Gen Z is already screaming, saying, like, we have the right to vote. Yeah, well, he didn't care. What's right is right. And it's not about whether you deserve someone's vote. It's about saying, like, look, we need a civics test. But I I, I got a simple solution. 
we talked about this, me and Vivek on a culture war podcast. Maybe it's just men and women are required to sign up for selective service. If you do not, you cannot vote. It's just that simple. There was this poll that said um, Gen Z would would uh, rather gi- they would rather give up their right to vote than give up social media. And I'm like, there's something there to fixing our system. I really do think so. If we take away the ability of powerful, corrupt people to manipulate the ignorant masses through celebrity, we may actually get a more civically responsible voting base. That's good for everybody. I like the selective service idea. You know, a lot of people are like, the draft is wrong. We shouldn't have it. And I'm like, well, the draft is wrong because our country is run by corrupt military industrial complex elites. Or I should say they have heavy influence in it. And so we end up with these garbage wars. And, you know, you have Vietnam. Everybody thinks it was wrong to go there. People come back. Their lives are destroyed. That was the draft. But conscription during the American Revolution. That's different. You lived in your city, your town, and the regulars marched on. And they said that you were under their rule. You would follow their rules. They'd confiscate your weapons. They'd sleep in your houses. So you had a choice. Be subjugated or defend your home. That's conscription. World War One and Two. a lot of questions about whether or not we should have been involved in international conflict to that degree. My point is this. Conscription, the draft, what it's supposed to mean is our shores get invaded. You know, our our territory, our interests are directly attacked and we defend them. Not this excursion, incursion garbage where we send troops over the, all over the world to be world police. That's why people don't like the draft. So my view is this. If we followed a true patriotic nationalistic view of conscription in that it is to serve your community and defend our country, then I have no problem with the draft whatsoever. Uh, uh, I, I, I shouldn't say in absolute. Of course, there's still questions about, you know, how it's handled. What I mean to say is you would never be drafted to go fight overseas for elites. It would only ever be. Let me let me phrase it this way. You're sitting at home minding your own business and a foreign invader drops a bomb on a city. And then we say it's time to fight back and show up our defenses. We don't go off to a foreign land to fight them. We start building. We start defending ourselves. The reason I'm okay with this is at this point, you have no choice. It's not about being forced to do it. It's about do you want to survive or not? By all means, go ahead and run and live in the woods and hide. But if we're under attack, we're under attack. So uh, but it is complicated. I'm not going to pretend that, you know, I have an absolute moral position as I, I typically do not. But I lean towards, in this instance, if we're being attacked, then, yo, we got to come together and protect ourselves. That being said, imagine this scenario where we go to someone and say, do you want to vote? And they go, I do. Okay, then you have to be eligible for the draft. You have to say, I, as an American citizen, will fight to defend this country in the event we are attacked. Guess what? Most young people will be like, I ain't signing that. And we say, no problem. You don't have to. But you don't get a say in how our government operates if you are unwilling to defend it. The reality is it's likely never going to happen. You're never going to be drafted. All you got to do is say, I'm, I'm eligible. Guess what? I'm willing to bet. And I think maybe we should do a man on the street video for this one. Maybe a lot could do it. I'm willing to bet most people, most young people would say, not going to do it. I don't care about voting. I'd rather not. That would clean up our electoral process overnight because only people who could be in conflict and and sacrifice their lives for this country would be the ones voting on how this country operates. Imagine what would happen. Democrats would go door to door and be like, please sign up for the draft. Not a single Democrat. Okay, I'm exaggerating. 95% 
of young Democrat voters would say, no way, I wouldn't risk my life for this country. Conservatives, on the other hand, liberty, uh, maybe not so much libertarians, conservatives, though, are going to be like, OK, you'll find you'll find some moderate types. And what I think you'll end up with is the people who have a say in how the country is run are the ones who are willing to die for it. That makes a lot more sense. Here's where we're at right now. They're going to go after Trump's people, his associates. They're going to go after everybody. They're going to lock them all up. They're going to try to destroy his ability to run for president. Why? Because they are evil. These are people who believe that the United States should. I don't even think it's fair to say that they're of American interests. Some people call them globalist or whatever. It's 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 it, what is it? The Council on Foreign Relations called the liberal economic order. They believe that the U.S. is the military arm and the police of the world, and it is a creepy nightmare scenario. Now, here's my vision of uh, of the future. Sovereign nations with borders where communities can uphold their values. This prevents war. An international legal system that can adjudicate via lawsuit certain uh, 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 issues. Of course, you will need a law enforcement apparatus for this. But uh, and, and, and perhaps to a certain extent, this is what these individuals may argue they want. The problem is they take the authoritarian approach. They want you to live in pods, eat bugs. They lie. They cheat. They steal. I'll put it simply. The ends do not justify the means because you never meet the ends. And so I like the idea that America gets to be America. Uh, I don't like the idea that America goes to the Middle East and invades and tries to a nation build. You see, that's the opposite of a, 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 a better. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. world. They may claim that they want the U.S. to be the world police or whatever, but all, they re all they've really done is expand Western interests and cause conflict. I'm not saying Putin or Xi Jinping are, are doing anything different. I'm saying, yeah, this is the path towards World War III, conflict, chaos, death and destruction, and it's evident by what's literally happening in the world. So the plans these people have had with the liberal economic order has driven us towards World War III. Why would we want any of that? Why would we not instead want peace treaties and negotiations? RFK Jr. was originally talking about how Russia wanted a peace treaty with Ukraine. And Boris Johnson was sent by the West, NATO, to say no. They want war. They want subjugation. They don't want the, the ability of a country like Russia to be Russia. 
I don't like Vladimir Putin. I, I, but I think it's none of our business what other countries do. And if we really want to see this country unify in a shared set of principles, explore the stars and all that stuff, we have to respect other people's cultures and right to operate within certain boundaries. The U.S. goes to Syria and says, we want a pipeline. Syria says, no, Oh, Syria's in revolution. The U.S. sends troops into Afghanistan, into Iraq. This is not how it's done. Donald Trump says he wants to uh, end the wars. He wants to secure our borders, brings jo- bring jobs back that would strengthen us in all the right ways. And he's got his, he's got personality problems. But this is a threat to the corrupt establishment elites who want, in essence, world domination. So here you are. Everyone claims to be the good guy. I'm sure many of these people in these intelligence agencies say, nope, China's evil and they'll subjugate and dominate. And yeah, perhaps. I can't pretend to know everything about the world. And so the reality is what I can say is probably, I think it's fair to, fair to say, based in extreme ignorance. I read the news a lot. I read a lot of foreign sources of news as well. I try to get an understanding of what's going on in the world, but there's no way for me to actually know because so much information is classified. And I often point out there are probably people in the intelligence agencies sitting back watching a video like this laughing, being like, what a moron. If only you knew. It's probably true. And so I can only say this, if the cons- uh, if consent of the governed is required for you to govern, then just because you have privy information about what the world is really like does not give you the moral absolute authority to tell me how to live my life. And as such, you must justify to the people why you take certain actions. And that has not been done. And thus, the ends do not justify the means. If you seek to build a world based upon privy information, where people are manipulated into giving you power, authority, and a monopoly on violence, you have created the very thing you claim to be fighting against, and such, I oppose it. And that's a difficult conundrum, isn't it? Because China may be doing all those things and more, and you may be saying, if only there was another way. But that's it. So long as the narrative machine in this country is lying to us, so long as they are manipulating us, then they don't deserve our consent. Sorry, what sets us apart from the evils of this world is the consent of the governed. And if your claim is, yes, but China is more evil, so we must do these things too, otherwise we lose, I'll say, congratulations. You're the same beast, but crappier. Is that it? Is that what we're supposed to be striving for? Sorry, don't care. Don't buy it. Nah. Perhaps then humanity is just doomed to be uh, controlled and subjugated by evil people. Because if you're telling me the only way to defeat evil is to be evil, then I'm sorry, the world is evil. And I won't, I won't accept that. So by all means, do your evil, whatever. We will continually try to stop you from doing it. And, um, you know, maybe that's not Donald Trump or whatever. I don't think he's a perfect guy. I don't think he's this, an innocent angel. He's got certainly a lot of moral defects, multiple wives and all that stuff. But I just see these, count, these, these liberal economic order individuals as depraved, self-interested masquerading as goodness. Sorry, not interested. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. If it wasn't already a scandal, it is now a triple scandal. Ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden was expected to plead guilty in a slap on the wrist deal over tax evasion and a gun charge. The plea agreement fell apart. It's now being reported the plea agreement is back on. But in this story, it looks like we've uncovered a larger scandal. You see, here's basically what happened. Hunter Biden shows up. Prosecution and Hunter Biden go before the judge. The judge says, y'all come to an agreement. They say, yep. The judge then says, 
Now, hold on there a minute. What about FARA violations? That's being required to register as a foreign agent. And the prosecution says, but it's not in here. Biden's team says, no, no, it's covered. Prosecution says, no, it isn't. And they go, what deals off? Interesting. I'll read through it because maybe I could be getting the context a little bit wrong, but I'm going to show you what we have going on. But it seems like behind the scenes, the prosecution said to Hunter Biden, look, you're going to plead guilty to these tax things, allowing us to give you a slap on the wrist. But it also means no far prosecution, no other charges. But the judge noticed this is not in there. And the judge said, aren't there other things you could charge him for? And they're like, well, yeah, I guess. And then Hunter Biden's team was like, no, no, we don't agree. The judge seems to have caught them. If the judge just went, looks good to me, their secret backroom deal could have been pulled off. But it's speculative. It is speculative. Check out this story from just the news. Hunter Biden plea deal falls apart as prosecution says first son still facing active investigation. Conservatives urged Judge Mary Ellen Norieka to reject the deal. Now we have another update. This one from Reuters, Hunter Biden and prosecutors agree to more limited plea deal. It seems what's actually happening is it will take place. Now, look, by the time you watch this video, because I do record these things in advance, it may be completely different. But yo, let me break down some of the commentary. We got Will Scharf. He says the Hunter Biden plea deal was apparently more outrageous and far reaching than had previously been publicly known. In return for pleading to the two misdemeanor tax fraud charges with a joint recommendation of no prison time, Hunter was getting not just pretrial diversion on his felony gun charge that would leave his record clear if he completed probation, but also broad guarantees against further prosecution on a wide range of other charges that haven't been publicly aired as of yet. Hunter refused to plead guilty without these guarantees, so the judge effectively blew up the plea. Hunter wants to walk away from a decade of criminal activity, including potential FARA violations and other serious criminal charges with a slap on the wrist. It's a scandal that Biden's DOJ was willing to agree to this kind of deal. Fortunately, Judge Norieka's, uh, Norieka isn't playing ball. Take a look at this from Marina Medvin. She says, actually, let me let me, let me start with the, what she's quoting. Alex Salvi says, what where we so so the deal is off. That was the news an hour ago from recording this said, here's where we stand. The DOJ and Biden plea deal is falling apart. Judge raised immunity concerns. The DOJ said investigation into Biden is ongoing. DOJ, no immunity for future crimes. Biden team surprised by this deal off. The two sides are attempting to salvage the deal. And of course, the latest update is that they may have salvaged some kind of deal. Saying the two sides met during recess and Biden's team is agreeing to a more limited plea deal that would provide immunity for the drug, gun, and tax crimes, but not future prosecution. We have this tweet from Marina Medvin. She says, whatever happened in the Hunter Biden case wasn't based on what was filed publicly. The fallout was due to something that the parties had agreed to privately, something that was not enforceable by a court. This is shady AF. There is no way the feds gave Hunter blanket immunity and a global plea deal, but then failed to write it down. But the defense lawyers seem to have believed there was some kind of promise made under the, under the table. Technically, the statute of limitations gives Hunter the blanket cover they are all looking for. The feds control when to bring their cases. So don't expect this to all work out in charges. Let's break this down. 
Again, both sides, prosecution, Hunter Biden, go to court. They say, here's here's our agreement. Thank you, judge. The judge says, couldn't there be other criminal charges? The prosecution has no choice but to say yes, because there can be. They're not going to pull a fast one on the judge. So they say, well, yeah. There's no alternative thing they can say. The judge then says, OK, so this doesn't cover that. You're, you're correct, Your Honor. It doesn't. Hunter Biden's team then says, I see where this is going. No way. We had an agreement. Speculative, I must add. But the general idea is that behind closed doors, the Hunter Biden legal team goes to the prosecution and says, we want to guarantee you're not going after Hunter on anything else. We'll plea to these things and only these things. And then you stop. And they said, yes, but we can't write that down. It would send shockwaves through the media. The judge would throw it out between you and me. We're good. Now, if that's the case, what do you tell the judge when the judge asks you if you can charge them? The answer is yes. You can't lie to the judge. It's not going to work. No, we can't charge. Uh, so what happens now? Yo, this really does line up. And I'm not saying it's definitively true. I'm just saying this something shady is going on. So the judge says, what about these future investigations? The prosecution has no choice, but it's like, uh, yeah, of course, we're not giving immunity on anything else. The Biden legal team says, no way. They go and meet privately in recess. And now they've come to an understanding. Yeah, the prosecution, I would imagine, said to the team, guys, look, the judge says, can we charge you? And we can. We're not gonna. But we can't say no because it's a it's a legal question. It's a fact question. Don't worry about it. Just sign the deal. This is what we talked about. And now here we go. It appears the deal is back on. Oh, man. What is going on? Hunter Biden did a whole bunch of shady stuff. And this makes sense because it's his dad's Department of Justice. Listen, we're going to get you out of this. We got to do something about it. We can't just let you walk. But don't worry. Slap on the wrist. No jail time. Everything else goes away. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Biden was in on it. And Joe said to Hunter, son, this is the way it has to be done. If we're going to get you out of this, just take the agreement. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. And he says, fine. Otherwise, who knows what will happen? In fact, with this kind of backroom deal, they could be trying to prevent a Trump administration from going after them should he get elected next year. Wouldn't be for another year and a half or so if anything does happen. But man, ain't it all just so shady. So as of right now, let me see if we get an update from Alex Salvi on what's uh, what's currently happening. The plea deal appears to be uh, back on Hunter Biden's legal team appears to be anticipating future prosecution or at least scrutiny. It showed a willingness to blow up the plea deal without blanket immunity. Plus, Republicans have a new line of attack against Biden. The DOJ confirms an investigation is ongoing. Great. I'm not convinced anything will happen to these people. Democrats are bringing criminal charges against 
a plethora of Republicans from Trump, his associates, and even Republicans in Michigan for simply signing electoral uh, votes, which has been done by Democrats in 1960. Seemingly just a normal thing to do if you were in dispute and there was a court case. The Democrats are willing to arrest, charge, and lock up all of their opponents, even without charge or trial. You are in a civil war. What do we do? Well, look, the good news is culture building, things like Sound of Freedom, seriously makes a difference because you win a culture war by building culture. When more people are shown the truth, then you will win more votes. You will win that system back. You will win that influence. But as of right now, you have the weight of the law enforcement apparatus, uh, law, weight of law enfor- uh, enforcement in this country being weaponized against Democrats' political opponents. It's not just Republicans, but it's mostly Republicans. You know, it's some libertarian types and anti-war individuals, too. And this says a whole lot. Republicans are unwilling to do anything. They never have been. And so they're getting crushed. This is why people like Donald Trump because they think he's going to come with some mallet of sorts into the system and just start tearing it all down from the inside. A bull in a china shop. Trump saying no. You see, the thing about Hunter Biden, when Joe Biden said Hunter did nothing wrong, he genuinely means it. He's not lying to you. What he's saying is the illicit business deals and foreign influence peddling is par for the course in D.C. We're only doing what everyone else does. He didn't do anything wrong to the American people who have to pay for all of this. We know that what they're doing is wrong. I don't care if it's Trump, Biden, Clinton or otherwise influence peddling, using your position to gain personal wealth. Trump tried to do it a couple times. I'll mention Trump Doral in G7. And he said, I was providing it to the government at cost. I was saving them money. Technically true, or I should say literally true. But the issue is still directing funding to support your business even at cost, still maintains infrastructure, still it still provides that maintenance. You sh- there's a conflict of interest there. What we see with the Bidens is substantially worse than any of that. But of course, it is normal. It's par for the course. Hmm. We'll see where this one goes. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The UFO hearings are currently underway, and I am so utterly bored by all of it because... I just look, if you're going to come out and tell me aliens exist, fine, do it. But they're not doing that. They're dancing around the campfire saying aliens, 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 hinting at illicit undertakings and things like that. But okay, fine. Let's talk about the, I guess, technically shocking revelations so far. Look, they may be saying that people have been murdered to cover up the UFO conspiracy and suggesting that perhaps aliens exist and are trying to hurt us. But I think it's all just innuendo. I think it is all just illusions, not not illusions, illusions, references, making claims of something that may exist when the reality is it's probably U.S. military tech. The story is probably not all that exciting. And meanwhile, the big breaking story is that Hunter Biden's plea deal is falling apart. Now, I'll cover that one in the next segment. I want to give that one time to fester a little bit. Because uh, at the time of recording, the news is just breaking. Hunter Biden's plea deal has collapsed because of potential FARA implications. He didn't register as a foreign agent. So in the meantime, we'll talk about what everyone else is wanting to talk about, the UFO congressional hearings. Because I must say, 
At least the headlines are fun. Two big claims being made. One, that people have been murdered as part of a conspiracy to keep alien craft a secret. And as I mentioned earlier, the implication or suggestion that there are aliens trying to hurt us. It's creepy, isn't it? Well, I don't like bearing the lead, so I'll just tell you what I think. It's military technology. That's just simply put. Now, there, have been, there has been testimony by at least one individual saying this could just be foreign drones. Very serious uh, national security issue that needs to be addressed. I think that's a fair point. I've long said this. I'm not going to immediately make the assumption that aliens are here spying on us and trying to hurt us. It's just that, well, aircraft, jets, ridiculously old technology by modern standards. We went from inventing air flight to going to the moon in the span of only a, a few decades. And for all the people who don't believe we went to the moon, satellites exist. OK, I'll put it that way. We went from inventing basic flight and then within only a few decades, launching objects into orbit by which we can communicate. So, you know, interesting, right? But what I think is based on the gaps in time from the invention of rocketry and launching of satellites and the moon landing, where should the U.S. military technology be today? Profoundly better. And not even the U.S., but China and other countries as well. If you think the U.S. is going to come out and tell you everything about the latest technology, you're crazy. And if you're a military pilot, yo, you're basically it's akin to flying a blimp when we've invented fighter planes. Right. And you don't know about top secret projects. You wouldn't know necessarily. So perhaps the reality is the U.S. has invented tremendous military technology, very expensive, hard to reproduce, but in limited quantities. And they're testing it. And when you see it, they go, uh, aliens. That's the explanation. Or, OK, fine. Not to uh, rain on anyone's parade. Perhaps it really is aliens. And maybe Earth is just more akin to a chicken coop. And the aliens are watching over us. And that's life. Here's a story from the Daily Mail. Tim Burchett kicks off bombshell UFO Congress hearing as whistleblower suggests people have been murdered as part of a conspiracy to keep alien craft a secret. Outright. Look, look, they're heavily implying the U.S. is in possession of alien technology. Please, I would love for that to be the case. And maybe uh, I suppose the argument is the reason they're slow rolling the story. Some say it's a distraction so that we don't pay attention to the Biden corruption, et cetera, et cetera. Others say it's because if they came out one day and said, oh, by the way, aliens are real. We have spaceships and red war. People would lose their minds. But we're at the point, I got to be honest, where they've, you know, just issued drops of the story to such a degree. I'm just like, dude, shut up already. Tell me there are aliens and show me a picture or just carry on. I'm done wasting my time with this. Not enough, uh, uh, not done enough, I suppose. Here we go. The Daily Mail reports a former intelligence officer today suggested people have been murdered as part of a conspiracy to keep UFOs a secret in a bombshell hearing held by Congress. David Grush, a former high ranking intelligence official, is one of three military whistleblowers testifying under oath that they know firsthand about secret programs involving technology far surpassing the U.S.'s capabilities. During the first of its kind hearing today, Rep. Tim Burchett asked Grush, quote, personally, have you heard anyone, uh, uh, have you heard anyone been murdered? Grush said, I have to be careful answering that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities, effectively saying yes. Okay, you see what you see what that is? People with that knowledge to the authorities. If, um, 
someone came to you and said, uh, did that guy throw a, an apple at someone else's head? Or, or, and then, you know, do you know of anybody who's thrown an apple? If it didn't happen, you wouldn't direct the people to the authorities, would you? You'd say, uh, I can't an- I, 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 I can't answer that question, right? You know, I, I shouldn't answer the question. Or to be completely honest, you'd say, no, 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 that didn't happen. Why? You're not revealing any classified information by denying the story. So to say I directed people with that knowledge, the appropriate authorities, is to say the people who know about who has been murdered, the people who know about murders to cover this up, he's told them, go to the police. That's very funny, right? Grush was sworn in Wednesday along with Ryan Graves, an esteemed former pilot and Navy veteran, pilot commander David Fravor, who witnessed the 2004 Tic Tac UFO. It was amazing to see. I told my buddy I wanted to fly it. I'm not like a UFO fanatic. It's not me. But I will tell you that what we saw with four sets of eyes over a five minute period, still, there's nothing we have coming close to it. It's just incredible technology. I hear these stories and they say there's an object and it's zipping left and right. It's flying super fast and then stops and then turns on a dime instantly, 90 degrees. And I've shown these videos before. They have these remote control helicopters that can make similar motions. Granted, not at high rates of speed, like hundreds of miles per hour, breaking the sound barrier. But why is it so hard to believe that the U.S. developed this technology? Because you don't see it with your own eyes? Because you're not watching planes fly through the sky? Come on. The Manhattan Project is proof the U.S. can compartmentalize massive weapons projects and people wouldn't know what was going on. And that was the point. They put one person in one area, another person in another area, and neither knows what the other is doing. Only those at the top. So when it comes to, I don't know, 70, 80 years after the advent of some of this uh, technology, are we really going to sit here and say we've improved flight stabilization, speed, weapons, but it's still just the same old jet with computers on it? Or are we going to be like, maybe we figured out a way to make lighter uh, materials so that uh, air can be displaced better and it can be controlled and uh, uh, using jet thrusters of smaller and smaller sizes. Look, it may be entirely reasonable to believe that the U.S. has developed anti-grav technology. I do not think that is far-fetched. There, is, there, there are, are reports, numerous stories, urban legends and myths of people finding ways to uh, make things float. In fact, I actually have a magnetic UFO that floats on the on the studio table every single day. So it's not un- unthinkable. If you brought some of these electromagnetic levitation things, you know, back 40, 50 years, people might be like, whoa, how is it doing that? And you say magnets. It's not surprising. We know magnets exist. As for other technologies, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they figured out how to neutralize, cancel or invert gravity to allow vehicles to move very, very rapidly. The interesting thing, however, would be breaking the sound barrier. That's what I'm interesting about, because uh, moving through uh, uh, physical matter, gas, friction, all of that stuff. One of the most interesting things, in my opinion, about this uh, testimony, to be fair, look, I am frustrated by it because I care more about earthly politics. But um, one of the most uh, fascinating things, sorry, is that one of these guys was testifying that they saw this object by the water. And when they they had one jet above uh, observing and one going down to get a closer look, it zooms straight off faster than they can. And then they're told within less than a minute, it was 60 miles away. Now, that's interesting. Ian Crossland on Timcast IRL likes to talk about something called talking plasma, and he makes a really good point with it. What you do is you get high powered lasers, maybe even from a satellite, 
and you take three of them and you triangulate their position, what happens is all the lasers hit together at the same point. So you can't see the beams themselves, but where they intersect, you will see like a white orb or something. Guess what? It can move at the speed of light because it is light. All they're doing is moving the lights left and right like this, right? And then what happens is it looks like the orb is zipping and shooting around. And then you're like, whoa, what is that? Now, to be fair, they were actually saying that some of these these objects are appearing on radar or even jamming their devices. So I'll just tell you this. You know what I think it is? I think it's U.S. military tech, military technology. Have a nice day. I say it all the time. They say great. And, and that's why people could be murdered. Why would someone be murdered to cover this up? Because it is an advanced weapons project put together by the United States. And they're like, do not tell people about it. Someone stumbles upon it. And they're like, we're going to keep our secrets. Graves is the first to give opening statements reminding Congress he had endured two deployments during his time at the U.S. Air Force as an F-18 pilot. My testimony is based on information I've been given by individuals with a long-standing track record of legitimacy in service to this country, many of whom have shared compelling evidence in the form of photography, official documentation, and classified oral testimony. Here's another reality. Another entire possibility is that this is a PSYOP. There's that uh, um, Bob Lazar, I think his name was. I think Joe Rogan had him on his show. And this guy's like, aliens, I witnessed them. I was working in these labs. Let me tell you about a psychological operation. Now, it's entirely possible that somebody did witness little aliens and spaceships and all that stuff. It's also entirely possible that the U.S. government sets up a lab, hires someone, and in that lab, they have manipulations, illusions set up specifically to trick a single person. You say, why would they go to all that effort? All right. I can easily explain. Perception is reality. And if a guy is an engineer and he gets hired and told you're coming to a secret, top secret laboratory, and this guy goes to this laboratory to work first, it is not out of the question the government would set up a laboratory or spend all this money. They do it all the time. We know they exist. Second, if it's secret and working on experimental projects, we know those exist as well. It would not be expensive to set things up so that as this guy was walking through, he would see spaceships and weird things. We could do way more with Hollywood. So you get a guy who's walking through and he sees all this stuff. And then you say, but don't you tell anybody. And then he runs out and says, there's aliens on purpose. They were never aliens. They set the guy up so that he would go out and tell the world on TV, the U.S. is hiding alien technology. Why? So that our enemies fear us to keep them in a state of confusion. And uh, I'll put it this way. If China knows every weapon that we have, every capability, they can formulate a plan and they'll take Taiwan. If there is even a modicum of doubt and they can say we're not quite sure the defensive capabilities of the U.S. because they are keeping many of their weapons secret, they don't know exactly how to respond. They could make a move on Taiwan and then all of a sudden a rod from God falls from the sky and shatters right in the the South China Sea. Uh, And for those that are familiar with rods from God, they're gigantic tungsten uh, bars you launch into space and put in a satellite. If you watch G.I. Joe, you know what I'm talking about. And then it opens up and just drops this tungsten rod, this dense metal that just accelerates, slams into the earth with the power of several nuclear bombs. I think more than several, I think like 100 times more powerful or something like that. Let me pull up this tweet from Ed Krasenstein. He says, breaking 
Former U.S. intelligence agent David Grush, while testifying to Congress in the UFO hearings, just scared the crap out of me. The idea of UFOs and aliens isn't frightening, but the idea that they could exist and that they would be trying to harm humanity is very concerning. I'll probably have nightmares for the next three months. You know, this is interesting. A uh, serious question. I, I haven't had a nightmare since I was like a little kid. It's weird. You know, nightmares are very different. I mean, people talk about, I don't know, when I was a kid, it was monsters or something and weird things going on. But like my nightmares today, it's, 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 you know, I'll be sleeping and then in my dream, I'll wake up late and be like, oh no, I'm late for the show. And it's just like, that's it. It's a little bit of anxiety. And then I wake up like, oh, it was a dream. It's not like a shock fear of aliens trying to kidnap or harm me. But let me play for you this clip so you can, uh, you can hear it all for yourself. Here we go. So there has been activity by, by alien or non, non-human technology and or beings that has caused harm to humans. Uh, I can't get into the specifics in a, an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed, and I have to be very careful here, because uh, you don't, you know, they tell you never to acknowledge tradecraft, right? So what I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing. What does that mean? What does it mean? All right, let's play conspiracy game. One, all of these guys are in on it. The military says, we want you to feed false information. You're going to go before Congress. Intelligence agencies routinely break the law. They, they, they uh, apparently are above the law in their minds. And so they go before this and you have to be vague for legal reasons, but also to make it believable. If you come out right and just say aliens are here and they're hurting people, people are going to say, yo, please, you're nuts. But if you keep it vague and keep some element of doubt, people might be like, whoa, I wonder what's really going on. And distraction, distraction. Maybe the reality is aliens do exist and they are trying to hurt us. That's also possible. I just think it's increasingly, exceedingly unlikely. But it's possible that they're trying to drip this information out as to not shock the public. You take a look at movies like Men in Black and they made the point. The reason they keep everything a secret from humanity about the aliens is because people would lose their minds. And the only way that these people go on with their lives is that they do not know about it, which is kind of insane if you were to ask me. It makes literally no sense. I understand the idea of the movie. The idea that there's been this conspiracy theory forever about men in black who show up after various things and tell people what to say or what to think or what happened. There's stories about like, on 9-11, someone who witnessed the Pentagon is like in a hospital bed and two men wearing black suits show up and say, you know, here's what happened. I don't know. These, these just stories on the Internet. Who knows if they're real? But the idea that there could be in, like galactic threats and all that stuff and you would withhold that from human beings makes no sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. For what purpose? Existential crises? Maybe it makes sense in that religious people around the world would lose their minds or something like that. It would it would shatter uh, their understandings of reality. I don't know. Maybe the idea is that we are not we're not culturally developed enough to enter the Galactic Federation. If there exists one. I think the simple answer is this. If aliens actually existed, like, you know, and we're coming and watching, you know, we'd know about it. I got to be honest, man. My chickens know I exist. I walk up, they look at me, and they run over, they waddle their little bodies when we come to give them food. So if aliens were coming to observe Earth and all of that stuff, I would—I suppose I could say the only reason they wouldn't reveal themselves and it would only be very light contact is a few reasons, I suppose. One, 
they are not substantively more powerful than we are, in which case we can take out their aircraft. And unless they make uh, proper contact, conflict would be inevitable. It could be that they have ill intent and they want our resources or something. That seems to make no sense because the universe is big. And if you can travel the speed of light and travel between galaxies or planets or whatever, you can go anywhere to get whatever you want. You don't need to come here for it. It could be science. They could be just observing us to see what we do. You know, when we go out into the wilderness and we're secretly filming animals, they often don't know that we're there. That might seem to make the most sense. Why are there crashes? Well, you know, look, we have people go out into the jungle with cameras and equipment, minding their own business, hiding from nature, and the animals go about their business. But sometimes the animals catch them and sometimes people get mauled to death. And then the animals are like, what are these strange devices? They are strange to us. I think strong possibility, of course, is that we are being distracted because I'm sorry to say, look, the big news right now in the real world where everything matters to us is the criminal uh, charges against Hunter Biden falling apart. That's what matters. And so I do want to point out, I certainly believe the existence of aliens is possible. Technology, of course, exists beyond our understanding. It always it always has and it always will. And perhaps there are aliens observing us. But how is that going to affect whether or not you eat, whether or not your kids are happy, whether or not you're having kids, whether or not you can afford a house, whether or not you're sick or healthy, whether or not you're able to run or sleep? It doesn't. Unless the aliens declared war on us, I guess. I suppose we can make the argument that if they are here and they are harming people, they're abducting people or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that could affect your life. I think overwhelmingly, though. 99.99999% 99.99999% of the time, 99.999% of you will never encounter anything like this. It will not have a direct impact on your life. And so it's interesting to check in from time to time to see what's going on with it. But the reality is we should be focused on how our system is running. If aliens exist, I wonder. You know, I was talking to uh, Joe Rogan about this somewhat facetiously. You know, if there's a galactic federation, a galactic civilization or network, Star Trek-like or, or otherwise, Earth cannot join it unless there's a one world government. And maybe that's the big conspiracy that the people in government around the world who know that aliens exist and that there is some kind of uh, a galactic civilization, you know, whether they're unified or not, whether it's a galactic republic or otherwise, a bunch of different planets and aliens interacting with each other. How can we be a part of whatever it is if Earth is not even a type one civilization? That is to say, we're fighting each other. If the planet was a single planet, it would make sense the pla- that humans would be able to negotiate with other creatures, other life forms. Perhaps the reason aliens do not make contact is they know. If an alien race lands in Russia, war lands in China, war lands in the United States, war. There are ways to solve for this. You know, alien representatives land in the biggest, multiple biggest superpowers at the same time, posing an equal threat, forcing unification. Of, of the planet, which is why I just plum don't think it's aliens. It just doesn't. I don't know. You know, look. Either come out and say it's true or stop wasting my time. All right. It's very interesting stuff with to a certain degree, but I've heard all of it. OK, this guy's there's insinuations that we have off world technology. You've got to be specific. Off world. What? Somebody Build a toaster on a space station. You're calling it off-world technology. Spare me. 
Tell me that you found a device we don't understand. Show us the device. This talking. I'll leave it there. Let's get back to the real world politics. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Kevin Spacey has been acquitted on nine charges related to sexually assaulting several men. And I'm seeing a lot of people outraged. They're saying, BS, it's wrong. And uh, look, man, I, I, I innocent until proven guilty. Now, I certainly understand the machine can be broken. This happened in the UK, not in the US. I don't necessarily trust Kevin Spacey or anything like that. But I wasn't in the courtroom. I don't know exactly what the allegations were other than he had, you know, assaulted these men. And there's accusations that some of these guys were lying for money. What's fascinating to me is that, you know, Kevin Spacey had reportedly flown on, you know, like Epstein's planes and things like that. So nobody believes him. And that's really, uh, uh, look, you fly on that guy's plane and there's good reason not to believe you. But I also kind of feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not here to defend Kevin Spacey. Don't get me wrong, but he's not convicted of this crime. And I can only say innocent until proven guilty. We can say we, we don't trust the courts. I don't necessarily trust the UK. They ain't here in the United States. Not that I trust all the courts in the United States either. But we just had this big Me Too false allegation thing going on where a bunch of celebrities were falsely accused. We have to balance calling out the evil of people like Epstein and Maxwell and the, and the client list, which we want to see, with crazy people are lying for money. Now, in this instance, it's not so cut and dry. This Kevin Spacey, there, there's been reports that you know, I think, do I have that one pulled up? Actually, I think I have it pulled up here. Uh, no, it's just Kevin Spacey found not guilty. Uh, there's been reports that he was friends with Epstein and all that. So we really don't trust him. And just because he's found not guilty on these doesn't mean he's not guilty of anything else. I just want to make sure we're keeping in mind, y even if you don't like the guy, you can make the argument he got away with it because the courts protected him for some reason. I don't know, though. The challenge, like I said, is You've got woke leftists who lie about these things for money, but you also have the Epstein stuff. So you, 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 you decide, is all, is all I'm really saying. Figure out where you would stand here based on the information. Daily Mail reports, an emotional Kevin Spacey has said he is humbled after being dramatically cleared of sexually assaulting four men following a star-studded trial where Sir Elton John gave evidence in his defense. Was it nine? I, th I said nine. Was it four? I thought he had like nine charges, I think. The double Oscar winner who marks his 64th birthday today, was overcome with emotion when the jury at Southwark Crown Court in London returned not guilty verdicts on all counts. Spacey was accused of abusing his fame and power to carry out nine sex acts, there you go, that's what, that's what I was saying, on four men during his tenure as artistic director of the Old Vic Theater, but he insisted these claims were madness and accused the claimants of lying for money. I gotta be honest. Like I said, I don't trust the guy, but I also don't trust the people accusing him. There's, look, Christine Blasey Ford and Kavanaugh, they, they, the, the, the lies about two doors on the house, the, the woman who claimed that Kavanaugh would be at parties where men lined up to <laughs> gang up on women in a bedroom, if you know what I mean, I'm not buying it. But in this case, look, I'm just, I'm saying in that story, in this case, I'm just saying, grain of salt. Speaking of the steps of the court after the verdicts were delivered, the American thanked the jury, his legal team, and his loyal manager and longtime friend. Evan Lowenstein for standing by him. He said, I imagine that many of you can understand that there's a lot for me to process after what has, has just happened today. But I would like to say that I'm enormously grateful to the jury for having taken the time to examine all of the evidence and all of the facts carefully before they reach their decision. 
and I am humbled by the outcome today. I also want to thank the staff inside this courthouse, the security, my legal team, and Evan Lowenstein for being here every day. The allegations not only shredded what had been a glittering showbiz career, but also had major financial implications. With the star told to pay $25.5 million to the producers of House of Cards after he was sacked. He has also been landed with at least $1 million in defense fees and suffered the humiliation of being edited out of the Sir Ridley Scott film, All the Money in the, All the, Money in the World. Earlier in the trial, Spacey told the jury, I've lost everything. Hey, look, if it's true, this dude got falsely accused. He got me too'd because some people wanted to make money. Yo, that's dark stuff. Happened to Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp got booted from these films. He got booted from what the Harry Potter one and Pirates. And it turns out that the accusations were false. I'm just saying, man. Two of the men involved in the case are are known to also be suing Spacey in the civil courts. However, the verdict ends the criminal proceedings against him, raises, uh, raises the prospect that he could soon return to the screens after being shunned by Hollywood for at least for the last six years. I just want to say, I wonder why it is that these charges against him actually preclude him from being in Hollywood, you know, with Hollywood's um, predilections, as it were. But uh, he came out, gave his speech, crying. Following the not guilty verdict, Spacey placed his hand on his chest, looked at the jury and mouthed thank you twice before they left the room. Angered by the celebrations in the public gallery, Mr. Justice Wall said, the members of the public gallery will stop reacting or I will throw you out. Wow. He then commended the juror saying, every case I have to do has its own difficulties. In your case, this pressure came from the fact that this was a case attracting significant attention and you were like fish in a goldfish bowl. Mr. Justice Wall said Spacey was free to leave the dock and after the jury had left the room, the star embraced his legal team and wiped tears from his eyes. Jurors rejected the prosecution's claims that Spacey had aggressively grabbed three men by the crotch and had performed sex acts on another man while he was asleep in his flat. Is that really all they accused him of? In one case, the court was told Spacey allegedly grabbed another man's crotch like a cobra after meeting him at a West End theater in the mid 2000s following an alleged barrage of vile comments. Under questioning from Spacey's lawyer, Patrick Gibbs KC, the complainants all denied either seeking financial gain, attempting to further their career, or giving false accounts to the jury. As perhaps the most high-profile victim of the Me Too movement, Spacey had described how his world exploded and he lost everything in a matter of days. In 2017, after being accused of making sexual advances to American actor Anthony Rapp when he was just 14. Yeah, I don't trust Spacey on this one. I, I you know, but innocent until proven guilty. And that's just, that's how, how it's going to go. I don't know what else to say, man. The allegation which Spacey was later cleared of led to an avalanche of claims from at least 30 men in America and Britain. This is what they say about all these guys. Can all of these people be making it up? Yes. You got to prove it, man. It is insane to me that anybody could lose their, li their livelihoods because of accusations. You know, innocent until proven guilty. Look, there are challenges here. If 30 guys come out and accuse Spacey, I don't think it's at all alarming that they say, we're going to stop working with you until this is resolved. It's unfortunate, but I do get that. But to terminate contracts, kick them off movies and all of that stuff before anything's been proven, I think goes too far. I suppose the challenge is what happens if it turns out it was true. And they say, why didn't you take them out of these things? It's like, well, look, innocent until proven guilty. The, twist, the, the, the reason this is so twisted is outside of Kevin Spacey, Imagine you, you're at work minding your own business. Some woman you've never met before just says, this guy groped me. So they fire you. And you're like, it's not true, man. And this has happened to people. I mean, you get the famous story of Mattress Girl. Remember that? 
She claimed this guy raped her in college. She carried around her mattress everywhere she went. Stupid. And the media ate it up. And as it turns out, she was begging this guy desperately saying, I love you so much. Text messages got released. And apparently she was enthralled with this man and and begging him for love and invited him over and talked about how much she enjoyed his company and all of those things, as it reportedly. There have been so many stories. There's, like I mentioned, Christine Blasey Ford. 30 years ago, I vaguely remember being at some party and Brett Kavanaugh threw me on the bed, jumped on me and then rolled onto the ground and giggled and ran away. I could. uh, Yeah. What? That's the story. And she cried and said, I've been traumatized my whole life because of it. What? No, you haven't. Get out of here. 30 people come out. Kevin Space is a celebrity. People start jumping out. You know what? You know what I think a lot of this is? Half truths like Kevin Spacey meets a guy. The guy's into him. They're at a party. They they go about their thing. Leave. Later on, the guy can say, you know, you know, or the woman. What, 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 what was everyone saying in the Me Too stuff that um, regret is not rape, that there are many stories where a woman will, will, you know, hook up with a guy, regret it and then say, I didn't want to do it, conflating what they were doing at the time. I think the issue really comes down to in a lot of the a lot of these stories is that human beings do not walk up to other human beings and say, hello, I would like to engage in adult activities with you. Is that OK? Yes, it is. OK. That's just not how things happen. It's not. And there have been a lot of, you know, YouTubers and personalities who have talked about consent and have said the way you're supposed to do it is to constantly get verbal yeses. I certainly think it is important to do so, considering the litigious nature of the reality here. And you, and you don't want to pressure someone and put them in a position that's, that's, that's bad. But let's be real. That's not how it works. That's not what people do. People are at a party and like a guy and a woman are talking and then they lean in and then they just start making out. And then what? The woman can say, I never really wanted to do it. He didn't get confirmation. Well, then why is it not rape on her part as well? That's the that's the problem. The jury of nine men and three women took 12 hours and 26 minutes to announce its verdict. Three alleged indecent assaults and four sexual assaults were dated between 01 and 04. The five further offenses were 05 to 2013. Throughout the trial, Spacey was sure of his innocence, repeatedly denying all the charges against him. Yeah, perhaps. As allegations piled up and his acting roles came to a halt, the hit to Spacey financially was equally devastating. His defense cost him a million pounds, a figure dwarfed by U.S. legal fees. Even worse, two years ago, an arbitrator ruled his alleged misconduct amounted to a breach of contract, and he was told to pay 25.5 million pounds to the producers of House of Cards. Isn't that so crazy? Someone accuses you, and now you're in breach of contract? You didn't even do anything. He lost an appeal to overturn the ruling, so, you know. He's still facing a lot of heat for this. No one seems to believe him, though. A few people have said that he, you know, was wrongly removed from House of Cards. Others have just said, no way. The courts are rigged. Hey, that's on you. You believe what you want to believe. I'm just telling you, here's what the news is. Yeah, well, that's that's the news. Elton John came to his defense. So there you go. Famous names were mentioned. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Yeah, I saw the video of this, of a naked woman on the highway in San Francisco randomly shooting at people, and I'm just like, wow. San Francisco, my, how you have fallen. Now, I can't say that San Francisco has always been good or anything like this, but here's the story from SF Gate. 
I'm going to go ahead and click this old little blur button right here, just in case uh, they show images, which I don't think they will. Eastbound traffic on the Bay Bridge was backed up after a naked woman got out of her vehicle and began firing a gun into the air on Tuesday afternoon. I heard reports that she was targeting random people, that she was actually shooting at vehicles. A video posted on social media apparently showed a person exiting a vehicle stopped in the middle of Interstate 80 near the toll plaza. CHP shut down all lanes briefly as officers conducted conducted an investigation. So this is from uh, this is a story from yesterday. Breaking. I don't know what happened. There's another report saying that she was randomly targeting people and the cars are like swerving around. Yo, welcome to San Francisco. Let me uh, let me let me show you this video. I want to play you this video. Clown World's got it on Twitter. San Francisco business owner expresses anger towards city leaders after being attacked by a homeless man. I feel bad for this guy. And a lot of people are ragging on him. I'm like, why are you ragging on this guy? He's a small business owner who just lives in a city. Many, many people who live in these areas don't know what's going on. And I've, I've been less than sympathetic to many of them. Right. And so I can understand. But I'm saying right now for the people who vote for it, you get what you deserve. If you didn't vote for it, now I feel bad. But I think you got to leave. It is, it's, it's a coin toss, too, because people have made the argument to me. I get it. I get it. We got to stay in the cities and we got to we got to try and fight to regain control and save them. So it's tough. And I can't pretend to have all the answers because my opinion has shifted on this. But let me play this video, uh, show you what this guy has to say. What's going on, everyone? This is Peterson with Sandy's. Um, I just got punched in the fucking face right now by some guy that was pissing on the street. And I'm really fucking pissed off right now. I, I, don't, I can't believe I live in a city where people can just piss on the street and come punch you in the fucking face and get away with it. Guy just ran off. They're probably not going to find him. I'm fucking fed up with this goddamn city. It's like I can't just be outside and just running a fucking business without getting punched in the goddamn face. So I'm pissed off right now. I'm really fucking pissed off right now. Um, I, I don't know. I just need to vent. I got to figure out what to do. But this is fucking bullshit. Like, it shouldn't be this way at all. Like, this isn't how our city should be. I hope they find the fucking guy. Never going to happen. Yeah, I'm fucking pissed off. So I'm sorry that I'm venting to y'all, but... Yeah, I, I don't know what to do. It's like, at what point is it too much where you just like can't be on the street and tell some guy to stop fucking pissing and get hit in the face? So, um, welcome. To yeah, Francisco. I'm frustrated. I'm really frustrated. I hope that something will come of this. I like I said, I hope they find the guy. They're and not gonna, dude. Dude, they're not gonna. Look, even in Chicago. Decades ago, you call the police and say, hey, bad thing happens. They go, sir, what would you have us do? Seriously, they show up, take a report, say, have a nice day. That's it. End of story. It is not laws or policing that stops crime. It's community. It's that if something bad happens, people around you have your back and don't tolerate these things. A long time ago, I was uh, skating in Chicago and some at, at the skate park. I'm hanging out. Everyone's sitting around. We are all acquaintances. We talk to each other. You know, people are eating some food. I'm skating and some dudes are trying to start fights with people. So I go up to the locals and I'm like, hey, man, these guys are trying to start fights. And they're like, leave me out of it. 
And I'm like, hey, man, these random dudes showed up. They're not skating. They're threatening kids and picking fights. Why don't we, as the people who actually want to be here and feel safe, tell them to back off? You know, if 20 dudes with skateboards say, guys, knock it off and get out of here, they will. Every single person says, mind your own effing business. Are you kidding me? Man, that's the problem. That's the problem. There's a local skate park out here. I was told by the locals that there's a group of kids that come and rob people and attack them and no one will intervene. Why? Because they will go to jail. No joke. They said the cops said they can't touch these kids who are committing these crimes. And if you do, you will be charged. That's the problem. The law in the book says the kids can't do it. They're teenagers. I say kids, teenagers, like 15, 16. The cops won't enforce the law against them. And you can't defend yourself. This is what cities are like. And this is this is this is in Maryland. You know, I know Maryland's pretty bad. It's crazy. Take a look at this. Five escape with $80,000 in designer frames from VO Optics at Union and Octavia. Eyewear store has now been hit by thieves six times in the last eight months. Oh, well, here's the video. Have fun. You know, I don't think there's any any I don't think there's audio on it. But these, these this crew just walks in, takes whatever they want. And they walk right. Oh, there is some audio. You can't really hear much. Nothing's going on. They just walk in and, and grab $80,000 in designer frames. Yo, I'm sorry, dude. You can come to me all day and night. And they're running out right now. And this is, from, this is from yesterday this happened. You can come to me and say, you know, to this guy right here, this business owner. And he's like, how can our city be this way? Bro, you know what the issue is? And this is why I have no sympathy for these people. These problems are happening all around you every day. And you say, I'm going to mind my own business. It is your business when your neighbor is getting robbed. But this is the problem. I don't mean to put this on you, dude. Because I'm not saying I don't know anything about you. I'm just sick and tired of in these cities, people saying, leave me out of it. You can't. You live here. That guy getting robbed in front of your house directly impacts you. You watch it happen. You say, I'm not involved. And guess what? Your property value goes down. The, the, the economic activity in your area becomes depressed. Crime goes up because you did not want to be involved. And you know, you know what ends up happening? Man, it's a decaying cycle. People are like, dude, I can't get involved. I'll get arrested for it. That's right. Because the only people who are engaging in po politics are the psychotic and deranged leftists. And they want you locked up. They want you mercilessly beaten. Why? They want the system to be torn down. From the ashes of the old, we shall build anew, they say. So they like the decay. And you know what? It's all of our fault for not being involved. You got to be. You got to stand up. You've got to say, not in my town. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy these stories that I hear. The one story that I talk about quite a bit was the story I read where a, a guy was walking through, I think it was a mall or it was a grocery store or something, and there was a little girl crying or a little kid crying, and he walks towards the kid, stops, and just turns around and starts walking the other direction. People come to the aid of the child. A reporter had been there, a journalist. The journalist ran to the guy and said, hey, I'm curious why you turned around and didn't help the child. And the guy basically said, are you nuts? Like, they'll accuse me of kidnapping the kid or being, you know, a creeper if I go near that kid. I'm not getting involved. That's how crazy it is. You live somewhere, you see a distressed child, run away, they say. 
There's that story from Philadelphia where the woman was being raped in public on a train. And everyone just stood around and watched. Why? Well, what if the guy was with a weapon? Yo, how many of you are on that train? Three of you can hold that guy down. He's on top of a woman. Walk up to him. Two guys grab his arm. Uh Uh-oh. Sorry. We saw what happened in New York when that crazy guy was threatening to murder people on a train. And that Marine, that former Marine, tried to stop him. They criminally charged him. Yeah, your cities are corrupt. They're in decay. And it's, it's hard to see how you navigate through this one. Conservatives don't live in the cities, but they got your back. But if the people in your community have become vile and want the crime, there's one easy way to put it. The criminals are outvoting you. So good, sir. You were attacked by a homeless man pissing in the street. Man, that sucks. I'm sorry, dude. But you know what it is? It's that homeless guy. He, he's outvoting you. You got more friends than you do. You need to start knocking on doors right now with your black eye and then the mark on your head. Go knock on doors and say, look, you know, I'm tra- find a candidate, find somebody or you run for office and say, we're going to we're going to be tough on crime. We're going to be compassionate, but tough. OK, we don't want police brutality. We just want the crime to stop. And you walk up and someone will be like, what happened to your face? You'd be like, I was punched by a guy who was pissing in the middle of the street. What did you do? I just said, hey, man, you can't piss here. He punched me in the face. I want I want someone who's going to do something about it. We can help these people get them off the streets. We're not trying to be mean. But what's be, nothing's being done right now. You know, what the challenge is I was we, had, we were talking to a, a lawyer and he was saying, com- don't form a community watch group because now it's a conspiracy. I kid you not. If you have a neighborhood watch and some criminal comes in your neighborhood and attacks someone and then gets shot because, you know, let's say a a local was defending himself from the criminal. Not only will they say it's murder, but they'll say there was a conspiracy among this whole neighborhood to do it. Yeah, the system's falling apart, man. So I'm sorry, my my guy, but maybe maybe the, the, the point is to just get out of those cities. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 6 p.m. I believe 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I will see you all next time.